This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to The Wealth Puzzle. This is Mike Mansfield and Tana Pennington. As always, appreciate all of our listeners on the podcast. We appreciate all of our viewers on YouTube and Rumble that watch these videos and share them with people. We appreciate all of the feedback that we get. Even when it's negative, I did get kind of a mean email last week that Tana and I were looking at about... um. They didn't appreciate us, uh, I guess, talking about the uh, the Fortune magazine, right? Putting Pal on the cover of being the, the king of recessions. They didn't think that was fair, but that's okay. Um, like I said, we appreciate all the feedback. If you mm-hmm. have questions, if you have concerns, if you have curiosities, just call us, 805-500-7035. Visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. But hey, uh, last week, Tana and I, in our shows, we were talking about kind of the outlook of 2023, those, mm-hmm. those three case scenarios. The one scenario is the Fed's a genius. They engineer this soft landing. I'm going to give a two thumbs down to that idea, probably. Um, it's a very adorable, cute idea. But you know what? The government spent so much money, did so many stupid things when it comes to um, responses to COVID. And what happened in our economy and we're paying the bill right now mm-hmm. um, and so the recession is coming the debate of the day is what does the recession look like is it a expected run-of-the-mill boring recession generally declining economics all over the place is it met with stagflation where inflation stays high and everything gets crazy um or is it a cataclysm nightmare cataclysmic nightmare of doom tana i don't know you know well we all need to pack up our wagons and move to uh, texas hopefully not tana, hopefully not the latter we fall into the ocean because things get so bad I'm i say wagons landing. well i've been thinking about pioneers lately because my daughter a couple weeks ago had scarlet fever hmm. which you know <laughs> that is not heard of <laughs> very pioneer-esque of us right yeah um, so unusual anyway she's fine yeah i'm, I'm glad sorry. she's I'm doing fine. well so yeah. today down to business we're talking about the secure act so a couple of weeks ago um the the congress passed the omnibus spending bill a 1.7 trillion dollar spending package um I can share lots of opinions about that, but all that matters for you, the end user, is one thing that they like to shove inside these bills and sneak along are different things that have, I don't know. Uh, so here we are, Secure Act 2.0. Now remember, Secure Act 1.0 was passed in the, in the end of 2019, mm-hmm. went into effect in 2020. Everyone remembers um, what happened in 2020, right? Uh, the kind of the, the pandemic apocalypse hit us. And so it's funny, a lot of the measures that were put in place, for example, the SECURE Act changed the original required distribution age from 70 and a half to 72. Mm -hmm. But then in 2020, the first year was implemented, they just removed mandatory distributions anyway as an obligation. So it's just been messy. And so here we are, we fast forward, bada bing, bada boom. We got the SECURE Act 2.0, it's only a couple years later. And we've got a hot new piece of legislation 
Uh, Tana and I swore up and down last week that we were going to do all of our shows on Mondays and get them out to everybody. And everyone's like, this is Tuesday. You're, you're just a, a liar. The reason that we were late to this is Tana spent all of our, our show time yesterday and some, I think we yes. spent about three hours yesterday, going through the Secure Act, going through the different sections, right. trying to decipher what the heck all this stuff is. And more importantly, even though there's a ton to it, you know, how much is really relevant to, you know, the people that are watching this, you know, some of it is, some of it isn't. And that is a, okay. So let's get down to business. So the way that the secure act works is that there's a number of different sections. They broke all of this stuff um, into um, time periods. And so these first couple slides, I'm just touching on what's immediate. What happened for 2023? Tan is going to get into, well, what happens next in 2024, 2025, 2026, just kind of the and beyond. So um, most obvious big ticket item, section 107. They changed now again the required minimum distribution (laughs) age to 73. Don't get all hot to trot. If you're already (laughs) on your RMDs, you're already- Doesn't apply to you. None of this applies to you. Yeah. Um, this only applies to people that are, you know, turning 72 this year or younger. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, you know, it's 73. Now, then what they did so that they don't have to create more laws is they added a little caveat on here that you can see on the screen that at age 75, the mandatory distribution age, excuse me, in 2033, the mandatory distribution age will tick up to 75. So they're trying to get these 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 longevity adjustments in there automatically. Uh, you know, by the way, who came up with 70 and a half, the original one? I, I, I know that one was always interesting to calculate. It, well, it's interesting to calculate it, but it's also even more complicated than yeah. An RMD isn't technically like age 73, like it says here. It's the yeah. April of the year following the right. 73. And then on top of it, though, if you follow the textbook rule, you got to take another mandatory. Exactly. Same calendar year. So you got two in the first year. It's a mess. You might as well take it earlier. Woo! Definitely. Well, we do. So kind of our street rule yeah. here at the Lynn Group is we take your mandatory distribution starting the year you turn the age that yes. it's called for. So. Uh, unless you're already on them, now the year you turn 73. And it was interesting because we had a number of clients turning 72 this year, and we had already planned out income distributions of how we were going to deal with everything. And they're like, oh, the rules changed. We just pulled the little rug. <laughs> yeah. All right. Section 302, mandatory distribution penalty reduction. So the mandatory distribution penalty was one of the highest penalized items with the IRS. And mm-hmm. it said that if you chose not to take a mandatory distribution, you did not take enough mandatory distribution, you forgot to take your mandatory distribution, whatever the excuse was that you had, why it didn't happen, there was an immediate, harsh, rude, offensive 50% penalty. Mm. Yep. They have dropped that penalty now down to 25%. And I think it has something to do with being mean to old people. Right. You know, they're like, dude, man, that's brutal. You have somebody who maybe wasn't feeling well or doesn't understand the rules that, you know, maybe they're even unfortunately cognitively declining or something has evolved. Yeah. You know, we're hassling these people pretty hard. So they dropped it to 25%. And then they added a further caveat and they said, if you correct your mandatory distribution failure to comply, we'll say, they'll drop the penalty to 10% if done timely. Our interpretation of that meant within two years, mm-hmm. whatever. Section 604, if you are if you are still working, obviously it doesn't apply to all of our clients here, but if you're still working, 
you have the ability to take an employer's matching contribution to your retirement account mm-hmm. inside of a Roth bucket yeah. instead of the traditional bucket. The, the caveat on why this never happened before was because it, it's taxed to you. And if you're not understanding the rules and they're creating more taxation, that becomes problematic. So the process here now says, you know, the employer, you, you have to tell the employer you want your employer matches to your retirement account to be in the Roth, acknowledging mm-hmm. that you're going to pay tax on that money, but now right. it's going tax free. Oh, all right. Uh, immediate for 2023 is also Section 326. This is one of those 10% penalty rules out of your retirement account. So uh, TAN is going to cover some other ones that are going to be available mm-hmm. in the future. But the immediate one is if you are under 59 and a half and you were diagnosed with a terminal illness, that's not good. But you don't have to pay a 10% penalty to take your money out for your own care and well-being. Section 118, you can create SEP IRAs for nannies. That's what they call it in there. It sounds silly, but what it means is if you have domestic employees, personal employees in your house and stuff like that, you can actually open a SEP IRA on their behalf and fund it for them. I can't think of anyone that's going to apply to. <laughs> um, the uh, Moving on, Section 118, SEP. Oh, I, I apologize. I put it twice because I'm a monster. The um, section 103 and 104, saver credit modifications. So now there's this new thing for um, lower income people. So if you're single making 35,000 or less, or you're married making 71,000 or less, and you put $2,000 into a retirement account, your employer will do an automatic 50% match of $1,000. You know, once again, you know, who and how this applies, I don't know. But we just want to bring you the facts of all yeah. of this fancy legislation that you've you've elected your public officials to come up with for you. There's income caps on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, Section 201 allows for a, a much broader range of employers allowing for different types of annuities inside of your retirement account. So historically, that's been very problematic with URSA rules on what's a security, what's insurance bunch of goofy stuff. So this just is a little more broad sweeping that annuities are allowed in retirement accounts. I always find this interesting because there is a stigma with annuities because there's lots of different types of annuities, variable annuities, fixed annuities, indexed annuities, hybrid annuities, immediate annuities, deferred annuities, uh, Qlax, Qualax. I mean, there's all these different kinds of goofy annuities. And when you think about the stigma, anytime the government gets behind it, you know, you kind of wonder about that. Like, is you know, you have to kind of question the validity of the stigma if it's a much for, more formalized asset. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the benefit here for you? Section 320, stop receiving employer junk mail if you're not enrolled pulled in their dumb. Geez, I said that. I jumbled that. If you're not <laughs> enrolled in their, in their silly 401k. So I guess I didn't even know this was an issue. But I guess all employees receive a boatload of junk mail if they're not enrolled in the employer 401k. So this is designed to stop that. All right. Now I'm going to be quiet. Tan is your problem now. (laughs) All right. So these are some things that are going to be happening down the road, 2024, 2025, and 2026. But we're just going to give you the highlight reel. So Section 101, automatic 401k enrollment. Um, It used to be that you opt in to the 401k. Now it's just going to be automatic. And then you would opt out if you do not want um, the that account. In yeah. Place. Yeah. Which is so, funny because this will, this will creep up on some people like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. And you're, you're just automatically in. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not sure they put this broad range that three to 10% of where they'll start. 
Right. But then they're going to increase 1% a year. The cap is 15%. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. In section 115, emergency 401k and IRA withdrawals. So they're now saying that you can withdraw penalty free um, $1,000 for personal emergencies. Um, you do have the option to pay that back within three years. Um, if you don't pay it back, then you have to wait that three year period before you can take another $1,000 um, withdrawal penalty free. So it's probably best to pay it back if you can, if you're planning on, you know, taking a thousand dollars penalty free every year. Um, section 314 and 334 exceptions to the 10% early withdrawal penalty. Uh, you can now uh, take up to $2,500 a year for paying uh, long-term care premiums. So that might be a little helpful. Uh, long-term care insurance is very expensive and those premiums do increase every year based on age. So, so that might be helpful. But just uh, remember, you got to pay tax on that money. Just correct. No penalty. It's still taxed on your tax right. return. Yes. So Good it's point. not that easy. Well, I mean, right. it's that easy, but <laughs> And then also um, for domestic abuse, you can take up to a $10,000 or 50% of the account, whichever is less, um, to help you with whatever you need during that that time period, unfortunately. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that would be know. terrible, but. All right, in section 108, that IRA $1,000 catch-up contribution is now adjusted for inflation. So that's anyone that's- uh, Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, how weird is that? You know. It, yeah. These rules drive me nuts, Tana. The the fact that you can like park the better part of thirty grand in a um in a four hundred one k. When it comes to your IRA, you can only put seven grand. Very like, yeah, like, well, not enough. Well, just because you work for an employer versus you know working independently or something, I, I don't, yeah, that is frustrating. These rules I totally are so get kooky. it. And then section one hundred nine, the four hundred one catch up contribution now ten thousand for ages sixty through sixty three. So giving you a you know much larger opportunity to put away money for retirement. And then section 110, um, student loans. So if you're paying on student loans, uh, you are still um, able to receive that employer match. So some people feel like, you know, if they're paying the student loan, they don't have anything extra to continue contributing to their 401k, oh. then the employer still can um, make that company match. Yeah, it'll be is, interesting to see nice. how they, they settle that up. Do you have yeah. to provide something once a year that you're paying your student loans? Right. You know, so it's Proof, always funny yeah. when they come up with this stuff on a high level, but you, you always wonder about it. How in it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then section 116, the simple IRA matching, that's 10% of income or 5,000, whichever is less. Can't think of anyone that's going to apply to that. Not I mean, with, the, yeah, yeah I mean, not our clients. Supplier but, raise yeah. are very rarely used in small businesses as an, as very an employment true. 401k alternative, but yeah, you know, if it applies to you, woohoo. <laughs> and then section 325. So the Roth 401k RMD has been eliminated. So <laughs> usual Roth, traditional Roth IRAs have never had an RMD, but there is that one 401k Roth component that you may have had to take an RMD on, um, yeah. it has now been eliminated. So now it is a true statement. No Roths require an RMD, 
even in a 401k employer plan. Section 126, the 529, those college savings accounts are eligible for rollovers to a Roth IRA. The account has to have been open for 15 years and there is a cap on the amount. It's 35,000. Yeah. The, the one thing that's, that wasn't clear that still needs to be probably sorted out is who can you roll the money over to? Do you keep it in the parent's name as the custodian? Right. That's a good point. Do you roll it into the kid's name. So a little bit of vagueness there on, on how it is, but I mean, that could be a very, you know, kind of funny, clever way for an adult to, you know, if you had 15 kids to come up 15. with some extra Roth money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on your funding limits. All right. Section 303. Um, I like this one just because I work with clients um, daily and some of them have had, you know, old employer accounts. They can't remember, you know, where they're at, who's the custodian. So they're going to create a database online where you can search for, you know, lost accounts that you can't remember you know, where they are now, because you're not receiving a statement, or if you do, it's very vague. So I think this is really nice. I think I'll be utilizing yeah. that. Woohoo! Well, there you have it. There's the the gist of the Secure Act 2.0. Um, you know, big ticket item, just looking at some of that is probably like the mandatory distribution rules, because we do a lot of cash flow planning here at the Lynn Group. Um, and so that those timing things will always impact stuff. Right. Um, obviously, in the in the sake of tax efficiency, we'll be deciding when is appropriate for people to take mandatory distributions. It might still be earlier than waiting till 73 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But if you have any questions about the SECURE Act, your income plans, all of your fun stuff, like I said, give us a call 805-500-7035. Come to our website, check us out, let us know what you need. Otherwise, as usual, this was a short and brief show. There was not a lot of silly business. Mm -mm. We weren't mean to pal. So nope. hopefully viewers are happier this week. We didn't point the blame finger at anyone. And uh, everyone have a great week. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805 500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group LLC. The Lind Group LLC and the Lind Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lind Group LLC, the Lind Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.